Right now, I'd like to introduce to you some friends of mine. Yo, 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 good folks. Welcome back. Hey, yes. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Well, welcome to episode nine, right? Is this nine? Yes, it e- is nine. Episode nine. We are rolling, y'all. We are rolling. Well, today's a very interesting episode because we are down a co-host. Um, Nikki's not mm-hmm. feeling well, so we want to just send her lots of positivity and well wishes that, you know, she yes. gets better, you know. So it'll be a very different show today, more intimate, <laughs> one of our shorter shows to say the least. But, um, you know, nonetheless, it's still going to be a good vibe with the two of us because it's always a good time. So Absolutely. Y- yes. We love you, Nikki. We miss you. <laughs> so first and, and yeah, foremost. How are you feeling, Bobby? Like, what's going on? How are you? I am laying in my bed right now. (laughs) I had a fun little night out, and that has put me down a little bit. Um, But other than that, I am good. I'm excited about doing today's episode. I just really can't believe that it's number nine. Mm -hmm. Like, we've really been doing this, going hard, pumping them out. Like mm-hmm. it's been so good. Getting so many good um, responses and so much good feedback. Yep. And I'm just excited. How about you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling uh, present. <laughs> I'm feeling present, <laughs> but um, you know, nonetheless, um, all is well, but like, just like you, I'm, we're moving and, you know, I've been enjoying the positive responses we've been getting to this show. And, you know, thank you guys for supporting us because, you know, it means yeah. a whole lot. It means a whole lot. So, um, yeah, before we get started, I don't know if I should like spill the beans or I didn't know if this was going to be a segment in your um, <laughs> in your thing. It is, but you can spill the beans okay, too. Okay, well, I want to say congratulations <laughs> on your acting debut. Like, Thank you. Yo, that was major. Check out We Run This City. Is that correct, right? We own. We, we own, own the city. city. We own the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you did a, a awesome job. I'm so proud of you. Like, I remember you telling me about it and just like seeing it was like, whoa, this it's crazy. I was like, come on, ad libs. You better like sell it. Like you did an awesome job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Yes. That's what, it was definitely a lot of ad libs. I was only supposed to have four lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the vibe, like on certain sets, when certain directors set a tone where it's like they allow the actors to kind of just go off and yeah. do their own thing and what feels natural, that was the tone of that set. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Like I was just feeding off the other actors and everybody was just kind of like just being really in the moment, mm-hmm. knowing their lines, but also just really fully becoming the character. Other lines and other things that you might want to say were coming out. Mm. So that's kind of how it was. It was a really cool experience, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, let's uh, touch on that just a little bit more about like what like what you like. How did you get into that specifically? How did, did you have to audition for that role or like did you? Yes. OK, I did have to audition. So. Um, I have a talent agent Mm -hmm. and she sends me auditions all the time. And so I got this role and I was actually a little like hesitant Mm -hmm. to take this role just because of how it was written. I was just like, Ooh, like this is like a little risque. (laughs) Like, 
I don't know if I want to do this as my first like real speaking, like having lines mm-hmm. kind of role. Um, but everybody around me was like, no, like you should just at least just audition. Like, yeah. You're going to get your experience. You want to get practice with doing these auditions and you want the casting to see you in case they have other things. And right. like, you know, if you don't get it, it's whatever. And so I'm like, okay, fine. So shout out to Mac Wilds, bro. He helped me out. He got hey. on Zoom with me and helped me run my lines and kind of assist me with like really getting into the character and oh, just that's so really dope. comfortable. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, oh. And shout out to Nina. She was like, yes, like we can get that together. Um, And so then the audition, it was over Zoom because right now there's no in-person auditions. Yeah. And so they were just kind of there like, okay, Bobby, so we're going to ask you to do these lines and then you're just going to do a practice round. You're going to do the real thing. And so I auditioned. They're like, don't change anything that you just did. Like do exactly (laughs) that again. I was like, okay. And so I did it and they're like, thank you so much. And then I got a call. There was supposed to be callbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, but the next day they're like, yeah, we're not going to do callbacks. Um, we've decided they're just going to go with you. So you got wow. it. Wow. Like, on the first try. Come on. Yes. On the first go, like period. That's what we love. I know. So we did it in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go for a fitting and there was just like a one day shoot. And it was just really cool. I had to get up at like 5 a.m. Because mm-hmm. we shot from like 7 a.m. to like midday. Okay. Um, but it was just dope. The whole cast was great. Um, the crew was great. I had my own little trailer, which I was really shocked by. Like I was like, oh my God, this is like a real thing. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun. I want to do more of it. Yeah, I was going to say, do you see yourself doing like more like acting jobs or is that something like you are like currently trying to pursue now? Like, you know, going in the lane of acting now? Yes, Mm -hmm. I do want to do more acting. Um, I subtly changed my little... Instagram bio and I added actress. That. <laughs> That's it. when I did this role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I really love it. And I think it opens more doors, more opportunities. And it's just a good experience. And I feel like I can be a little dramatic. So mm-hmm. I feel like I should probably be acting. Yes, yes. So, well, we need you, though. We need Issa Rae to be calling you like... That's okay, what we need. Speak it. We're gonna speak it. We're gonna see you on Issa Rae's next show. You know, I don't know what it <laughs> is. We're gonna see you somewhere. But yeah, congratulations, sis. We love to see it. Super proud of you. Thank so you. yes, um, it's May. So I don't know if you know it is mental health awareness month. So <gasps> no, I should know that though. Yeah, yeah. So it is mental health awareness month, and you know. It all just ties in to what I'm about to talk about. So, yes. Yes, come on. Give us our mental health minute. For the mental health minute. You know what? For today's mental health minute, it's just very, it's going to be short, but it's, it's, it's meaningful because I feel like we all hear this line and it dawned on me that like when they say check on your strong friends, like really Mm. check on your strong friends. So I was watching the uh, Red Table Talk interview with uh, the mother of Chesley Chris. Um, she was the beauty pageant who uh, committed suicide, the beauty pageant queen who committed suicide. Yeah. Yes. And so that interview was just the saddest thing I've watched. Like I actually cried watching it because it, it was so, it was so real, you know, and um, she suffered from depression, but she, she was like a high functioning, she suffered from high functioning yeah. depression. And so the yeah. sad thing about that is, it's just like, you know, when we think of depression, you know, we normally think of like, you know, just losing focus, laying in bed all day, just not really having like a drive for life. But, you know, people with high functioning depression, they actually can work. They can put on a front like everything is good. They're very like overachieving and 
when you look at somebody as um as what's the word I'm looking for? Someone who was very put together as she was, yeah. you would think like she's got it all. You know, she's on TV, her Instagram is popping, she's living like this great life, but like she was yeah. really, really suffering. And it was just crazy mm-hmm. to the amount of like pain she was feeling. You know, her mother um read her 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 last letter to her she sent her a text message Mm. before she jumped and um it was so sad it was so sad like it it was probably one of the the toughest episodes i've probably watched of red table talk because it kind of like hit close to home so yeah when they say check on your friends like really really check on your friends and it's kind of hard to notice signs but just talk to them you know because you have some people and i'm very guilty of this too when people ask me you know how i'm doing or how i'm feeling I'll tend to to deflect, you know, I'm like, I'm okay, Mm -hmm. but how are you doing? You know, and not really say what's going on because like, sometimes you don't want to put that on other people. And, you know, she was the exact same way. And like I said, I feel like it's important for us to like really ask questions and just check in with our friends and, you know, anyone period, just to see how they're doing. And if it feels like they're not really, you know, giving too much away, kind of dig a little deeper and just give them a safe space to like, you know, to feel and be heard because a lot of people just don't feel heard, you know? Mm. So with that being said, just spread love, check on each other, love on each other, and, you know, just really be there and support each other because that really goes a long way because we are all going through shit out here, y'all, and it is tough. Ooh, yes. It is tough. So, like, it it helps when we can just support each other, each other through these things. So yeah, that's my mm-hmm. mental health minute for today. Check on your strong friends wow. and ask the questions that need to be asked. Like find out what's going on, you know? So, yeah. That is so amazing. I need to go watch that episode. Cause yeah. I just can't even imagine her mom having the strength to talk about that. Yeah. It's probably, she really had to really sit with that. Mm-hmm. I just can't even, and just knowing, you know, that she was there in those moments that are not on camera because she was so out there yeah. like on camera doing interviews. And she was very high energy, very positive, very radiant mm-hmm. on camera. And it for me, I know I was just kind of like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand this. And it's just because I don't I don't know her. Mm-hmm. So us as an audience looking at her. It's just kind of confusing because you don't get to see those moments off the camera mm-hmm. where she's down, not having to pretend she's not right. having to put on and perform and she's being a real person and feeling her real feelings. And that's just so tough. And checking on your strong friends, that is such an important thing um, because strong friends are usually the ones that are checking on everybody else yeah, and making sure everybody else is good and taking on the feelings and emotions and problems of everybody else. Right. And that on top of your own problems can be so heavy and like weighing you down. But also I think it's important to just talk like it's important for a strong friends to know that there are certain people that they can release and dump on mm-hmm. that can take that. Yeah. They have to be able to do that too. Yeah. So for sure. That was, that was really deep. Yep. Yep. So like if you, once you guys get a chance, I recommend everybody check out the latest episode of red table talk because it was such an eye opener and like for someone like myself who also deals with depression and all of that, like, I like saw some of myself and what was going on. And I think that was like the, the wake up in the, Oh shoot, you know, like, because 
you feel exactly where she's coming from and just the, the depth of sadness that she was going through. Like her mom reading that letter was just like, it was so sad. It was so sad. Yeah. Like I had to like watch cartoons to kind of like Aww. pull myself out of that because it was really, yeah. it was, it was deep. It was deep. And um, yeah, like I encourage everyone to watch it so that, you know, you can have some type of awareness to, to, to look for if you have friends mm-hmm. that are, you know, dealing with depression and they don't show it, you know, they just show it in other yeah. ways, you know? And, you know, I actually did a training, um, on suicide and suicide prevention and like looking for signs. And a lot of times there are always signs. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes people may not be aware of like, oh, that was a sign or like maybe even afraid to kind of question if that was a sign. Mm -hmm. But what they said was it's important to call it out blatantly. Like you should not ignore it. If you think, if you have an inkling that there may be something there, you should ask, are you having thoughts of hurting yourself? Are you having thoughts of committing suicide? Are you having thoughts of killing yourself? Mm. And if so, do you have a plan? Because that is the most important question. If someone has a plan, then that means it's deeper. They're actually thinking about how to carry through with this. And that's when they really need the help. Mm -hmm. I know that there was a, um, watched a video of someone who, I guess they were considered a suicide survivor because they attempted and it didn't follow through. It it didn't work. And he said the main thing that hurt him was that his dad knew that something was wrong, but never asked. And he said, I wish my dad asked me, Mm. are you thinking of hurting yourself? Because then I would have been able to tell him yes. And I would have been able to get the help that I need. Wow. So it's it's very deep. Yeah, that's deep, man. Mm, some heavy yeah. stuff. So yeah. while heavy, you know, let's switch over to the lighter side of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is going on on your things to watch and listen to for this week? Yeah. So bringing it back to how we started, um, We Own This City is my first thing to watch. Woo-hoo. I was so excited to be a part of that um, process and production. It is on HBO Max, a limited series um, because it is based on a true story. Um, really, it's it was an article that was done um, by the Baltimore Sun reporter Justin Fenton. And it was actually created and written by David Simon, who was the creator of The Wire. I don't know if everybody knows that. There was a lot of actors from The Wire in this show, too. Yeah, I definitely um, noticed that there was a lot of people from The Wire. Yeah. yeah, and it was really, really cool. It's only a six-episode series because it is limited, um, but it ex- just exposed that corruption um, from the Baltimore Police Department and just how it was one of the most corrupt departments. Um, and it happened just after the Freddie Gray murder. Mm. So I was just excited to be able to be a part of something that exposed that truth um, and that story. Yeah. So yeah, that was really dope. Y'all should watch that. Dope. I think episode four comes out tomorrow. So, you know, it's not over yet. Y'all have time to like jump in, catch up and watch it. Nice. Um, what were your thoughts on the actual show, King? Um, I haven't watched the entire season yet. I do know I watched mm-hmm. your episode, but I was just like skimming through some parts. I'm going to watch it mm-hmm. actually this week because I enjoyed The Wire. So anytime mm-hmm. there's like a show about like police corruption and, you know, other layered things, I'm normally intrigued to that type of like stuff. So I'm going to actually start watching it this week so I can kind of get a better understanding of what it was because yeah. watching it just randomly 
I missed the whole storyline. I'm like, okay, well, what is this person talking about? What's this? But right. I'm going to rewatch it from like the first episode to kind of get a feel of like what it is. So it is on my yeah. watch list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's definitely dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is Ozark. Have you ever seen Ozark? I, f- I did. I did. I never finished it and I'm still in season one. I'm still in season okay. One. So it yeah. came to a close. Um, this was the series finale. They mm-hmm. only had four seasons. I think Netflix, it's on Netflix and Netflix yeah. likes to keep their series kind of short. Um, but it's starring Jason Bateman and I love him. Right. I think he's amazing as an actor. Um, and it's basically, it's based in, um, this family is from Chicago and they moved to their summer resort in the Ozarks. And so it's like him, his wife and his two kids, but they're in like this crime, corruption, drug cartel situation. Um, And it just gets really deep and really serious. And the storyline is great. All the actors and actresses are great. It's just so interesting. And they even have like this little behind the scenes episode Mm -hmm. once the series ended where you can kind of get behind like the director's head and the writer's head. And Jason actually directed a lot of the episodes, which was really, really cool. Um, So that's definitely something that everybody should watch. And then my last one is called Upload. (laughs) This is an interesting kind of show. It may not be for everybody because it has like a little quirky vibe to it. Uh It's considered sci-fi, but it's basically when this guy, and it's a little controversial too, probably, but this man, upon his death, he's able to decide what he wants to do in his afterlife because they have this technical um, afterlife called Upload Mm -hmm. where you can go to this fantasy place and live there after you've died and you can be on a resort and mountains and you can like automatically ask for things you have butlers and waiters and you can just kind of live this like yeah you can live this fantasy life but real people in real life are working tech for them Mm -hmm. so they're all like in this computer system place where they're answering everybody's wishes and stuff like that because they upload it's kind of like they uploaded their brain Mm -hmm. so their brain can still function and live and stuff like that so it's it's very interesting they're in season two of that right now it's on amazon prime okay so Check that out if you have any interest of watching something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people may be like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch that, but it was very interesting to watch. And then my thing to listen to for this week, Fabio Foreign dropped mm. his debut studio album called B-I-B-L-E or Bible. Okay. And he his um <clears throat> excuse me, his real name is actually Maxie Lee Riles the <laughs> third. Um <laughs> But that's his stage name. Such a very English a, name. I know. <laughs> and he's a rapper and a songwriter. Um, <laughs> he rose to fame in 2019 with his single mm-hmm. Big Drip, mm-hmm. um, which had Lil Baby and Quavo. Yeah. And he signed to Mace. Mace actually has a um, record label. He signed to Mace's label. Mace? So that, mm-hmm. What? That's new information to Mace. me. <laughs> yes. The New York rapper Mace. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then his partnership with Columbia Rep- Records. Yeah. So he dropped his project early April. Um, it has a lot of features. I was very surprised by mm. that list. It's like Quavo, Coily Ray, Lil Yachty, Queen Naja, Alicia Keys, Kanye, ASAP Rocky, Neo, DJ Khaled, like so many different types of artists. Yeah. Um, and a lot of production as well um, on there. Kanye West, the Chainsmokers. It's very eclectic, I feel like, yeah. the people that he decided to work with. Um, 
and one of his songs was taken over on TikTok. So Not it definitely, <laughs> yeah. But it, it was it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really actually a vibe, and I really like it. So yeah. definitely check that out. But yeah. those are my things to watch and listen to this week. So yeah. I was gonna say, have you um listened to Kendrick's album yet? I started a couple of songs and I saw some tweets about it. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's mixed reviews. Like some people are like, there's really no bangers on this. Da, da, da. And yeah. like, y'all saying there's no bangers, but he's literally speaking his whole truth. Exactly. I don't know what y'all were. Y'all, y'all are not going to get like club songs from Kendrick Lamar, like at all. Right. Um, I was going to say, I was listening to it yesterday and I listened to it like three times. Cause normally when I listen to stuff, Ooh. I have to listen to it straight through. And then I normally listen to it when I'm like in the car, I do the car test and then I'll put it on shuffle while I'm doing something to like, you know, to see if I really, really like fuck with the album. And I yeah. do. And what I really, really appreciate and admire about him is that he's a storyteller. Like every song that I listen to, gave me some type of like visual and it was something where it's just like you have to go back and listen to it to kind of understand it again you know so I had to literally go back and um listen to everything to kind of like comprehend some stuff and even some things I was just like um what is he talking about you know so I'm gonna listen to it again but I have thoroughly been enjoying his album it's it's pretty dope to me so um yeah if you haven't listened to Kendrick's album check it out so we're gonna take a short break and we will be right back And we are back, folks. Yes, we are. And today, Keem is going to give us our pickup conversation for the day. Yes, sir. So this is a very interesting topic. Recently, I had watched Danny Lay's interview with her and Angie Martinez. And then I saw the interview with Megan Thee Stallion and Gail King. Is that her last name? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Yep, yeah. Uh, me and a few other friends were like talking because this came from like a side conversation and it. I wanted to like bring it to the show, mainly with women sharing their vulnerability, knowing that they mm. could potentially be attacked for it. So it's almost like, do you think that women you know, when it, when an event has long passed because these situations they've, uh, you know, that they've both went through, they've kind of remained quiet. Then it's just like months later, they eventually speak on it. And when they do speak on it, they do tend to receive a lot of backlash from the public. And some people are like, yeah, girl, you should have just stayed quiet and just like, you know, protected yourself from like the, the backlash you're going to receive. So I think my question is like, do you think that women, you know, particularly women in entertainment should share their experience even after the moment is passed, even though they'll still potentially face some type of backlash from the public? Or do you think if you haven't said anything now, like just let it rock and then let the story kind of like reveal itself or, you know, mm. not really say too much. So I feel like both of those situations were very different Yeah. when it comes to that. Um, I think overall, women should always be able to talk about their experience exactly. because women have a perspective too. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you see it play out and you have your own perspective of mm-hmm. what it's looking like, but you have no idea about the backstory. You have no idea about the things that were happening off camera um, or just what led up to that. Right. So I think... 
that's why they want to share their story. And then also, you don't know, like for Megan's um, situation, there were probably a lot of legal things mm-hmm. that made her not be able to even talk about this. Exactly. And people, I just hated how initially, I feel like a lot of people were just like, we don't believe her. Right. Right. And I don't understand like, that. <laughs> we need, not even trying to be funny or anything, but you need to believe women. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like just thinking about the story and like who the players were that were involved. Let's wait until it comes out. And that's why she needed to speak her truth. Yep. Because we didn't know anything about her side. We didn't know anything about her perspective. And we really didn't even know anything about Tori's perspective because he didn't really say nothing either. Right. Besides, he didn't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like it is important for them to speak about it. I do feel like for Danny Lay's situation, it was kind of just confirming things that we kind of already knew. Yeah. There was no real new information. I guess it was just her being able to get it off her chest. Mm-hmm. And I also think it was promotion mm-hmm. for the music that she's about to do. Yeah. So for her, it was kind of like, you didn't really need to go deep into that. We all kind of knew. And you're just kind of confirming to us, you know, what it was. Yeah. Um, but for Megan, that one got re- me really emotional because she lost her mom. Mm-hmm. She lost her father a while back. She didn't really have a family or like a real strong foundation. Right. And she said she was looking for a family. She was looking for friends and people to kind of call her family to like bring in so that she can be tight and connect to somebody. Mm -hmm. And those types of people are very vulnerable to people taking advantage of you and putting you in these crazy ass situations like she was in. Mm -hmm. So I was very emotional watching that because I could just see her pain and thinking that I really thought these people were my friends. Right. I really thought they had my back. And then I was scared for my life. And then Bob being scared for my life, I still wanted to protect their life. Mm -hmm. Peace. So that one was just really deep. And I, I wanted to know about that. Yeah. I, I, w- I felt very different hearing that from her. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was important. What about you? I mean, I always think women should tell their stories and share their experiences. And it's shocking to me when people try to, um, you know, downplay or negate their experiences because it's their experience. You know, so how do you how do you detest someone else's experience and say and call them a liar or, you know, say that that didn't happen? You weren't there, you know, and I feel like with Megan's case in particular, I agree with what you said. There could have been a reason why she didn't speak out. You know, there's still an ongoing investigation. She's not going to jump on a platform and say what happened. And if people were really paying attention, there have been reports and documents put out saying that she was shot and what would be the reason that she needs to to lie on Tory Lanez for what does she gain from that what does she gain right. from that absolutely nothing so it's it's disheartening when I hear people like you know try to like downplay her or call her a liar and I think that's why it makes it so difficult for women to eventually speak up about certain things yeah. because of stuff like this because of the backlash that they get but it's once again bringing it back it is their experience who are we to detest someone else's experience it's, it's not right and uh, you know <laughs> Danny Lays is very interesting too because <laughs> once again it was kind of like confirming what we already knew and I kind of felt the same way I'm like okay she hasn't said anything you know this man has gone on Instagram live this man has been throwing shots but she hasn't said anything you know and 
I was glad that she did speak up because people wanted to know like, yo, what's going on with you? Like, why haven't you spoke your, like people are low key, like rooting for you because what happened to her was like, it was fucked up, you know? It was. Yeah, like that was, that was terrible. Regardless of how you felt about her, of how you felt about the song, whatever. But like at the end of the day, she didn't deserve to be treated that way. Exactly. Period. Right. But um, I thought the timing of it was very interesting because there's a project about to come out, you know, yeah. and so it's like, okay, I'm going to tell my story, but there's also music that is coming with the story, yeah. you know. So it's interesting because it, I don't, I don't want to say it feels disingenuous a little bit, but it's it's like, okay, I'm going to tell my story, but I'm also going to promote something for you to. Yeah to listen to or you know so it's it's always it's weird you know and in the interview i was glad that she talked about certain things and that she took account accountability for you know the things that did take place however there was a part of me that feels like she wasn't being a hundred percent honest about certain things, which I can understand because mm-hmm. not everybody needs to know your business. It's none of my business, you know, but I feel like there was some other stuff going on that, you know, she kind of like tiptoed around you a little with bit. Their relationship? Yeah, with their relationship. Yeah. That she kind of tiptoed around a, a little bit. And then it was interesting because the baby went on live and said, you know, even after all of that, <laughs> they still met up and did whatever, which I thought was very trash of him to do because like, come on, man, like no one, no Everything one needed to know trash. trash. Yeah. Like no one needed to know like what your and business like, was. How about you just talk to your boys about this? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to get it off your chest at the end of the day, this is the mother of your child. Absolutely. When are you going to realize how this looks for her? Mm-hmm. How she's going to see her father treat her mother right. and make a decision about that for herself, treatment for herself. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I, maybe you feel like you owe this to your fans or something because you feel like people want to be updated. No, you do not. Yeah, We've already seen everything play out. And what she did say in the interview was that they were both very drunk. Mm-hmm. They had been drinking wine and it just played out. And that's very dangerous. Right. Because the wild shit comes out when you have no filter. Right. And alcohol is <laughs> hitting you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go on Instagram live where everybody can see and mm-hmm. hear your business. And you have no idea what's about to be said out of his mouth. And he doesn't know what's about to be said out of your mouth. It's very dangerous. Yeah. So I feel like for that reason, she did need to come on and just at least address it. Address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to be honest, she probably also waited a long time because that was very emotional. Yeah, for sure. She probably wasn't even ready to address mm-hmm. and be composed enough to talk about it without being heated, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can only um, imagine because that had to feel extremely embarrassing just having your yes. your dirty laundry thrown out like that. And then to have the guy that, you know, you that you thought cared about you trash you terrible but he's a terrible ass person anyway so i mean that's just my opinion but um yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just a trash person to me but um yeah but just tying it all back like you know i feel like women should speak their experience regardless because in the debate that i had with you know the other people that i were talking to them about about this particular situation they were saying that they shouldn't say anything and i'm like 
but why, you know, regardless of people are going to say stuff, whether it's good or bad, you know, whether, whatever, everyone's going to have an opinion about something, but like, I feel like it's important to speak up for yourself. So that way nobody can use your truth against you, you know, and I would rather say my piece and say my truth rather than have a whole bunch of people who don't even know me speculate and make up stories about stuff that isn't true. And it's the internet is like really, it's stupid. <laughs> like, yes. People on the internet are are like really dumb because they'll see something and it may not even be that, but their, you know, perception is it's this and it's absolutely mm. not. So if you can go and clear your name and speak your truth, I say go for it because people will people will beat it in and people will make it something that it doesn't need to be. So um yeah, speak your truth, ladies. Always speak yeah. your truth, period. And for Megan's case, I mean, that was a prime example of that because there were little pieces of things that happened and things that were said that were coming out and people were taking that and making up their own stories. Mm -hmm. Like when it said, oh, she didn't get shot. She stepped on glass. But now we understand why that piece was even put out there Mm -hmm. because that's what she said to the police because she was scared. Mm -hmm. The George Floyd shoot um, killing had just happened and she didn't want anybody to die over a stupid situation. So she decided to say, I stepped on glass so that they wouldn't shoot anybody Mm -hmm. when that wasn't even the case. She was protecting somebody. So for people to say, oh, she's lying. She really just stepped on glass. No. Now we know the real facts. She Mm -hmm. said that for a reason. She was actually shot in the foot. And then when she went to the hospital, even though the police came and said she stepped on glass, they already knew what it was. Yeah. And they were like, no, you know, you have bullet fragments fragments. all up and through your feet. Exactly. So you definitely did not step on glass. Mm -hmm. So that's the proof. So we're talking about taking bits and pieces and running with it, but now you have the full picture. Now you have the full story. And if she didn't speak up and say that, you would never know. You would never know. I think that's why I actually did lose a little respect for Tory Lanez. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to somebody about this too, because I was just like, He's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Nothing. Now, legally, probably the reason too, but just as a person, mm-hmm. like nothing, like not even like there was a situation that occurred and I apologize, Megan, if I hurt you in any kind of, like just trying to be some, some kind of like morality, yeah. some kind of compassion for a situation, whatever happened, whatever had occurred that you feel got out of control you don't even have to say like what you did or didn't do but now you're just gonna say you didn't do it that to me is crazy yeah for sure it's gonna come out in court i think they're supposed to be doing this trial soon right Mm -hmm. so it's just wild to me yeah and i will be curious to see how this trial plays out i feel like it's been going on for a long time now and i'm honestly just tired of talking about it i'm tired of hearing about it i'm tired of hearing opinions about it you know because everyone has an opinion about something that they weren't there for so no one should be speaking on anything until something comes out you know so yeah i'm gonna leave my peace there with that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah this was a pretty interesting topic that i wanted to you know talk i would have loved for nikki to be here to kind of like hear her perspective on this because that would have been really really interesting but you know she will be back the next episode you guys so make sure you guys tune into the big episode 10 
we've made it past That's the, the big. I love it. Yes, we've made it past the, the seven episode curse. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> doing pretty What's good. What's the seven episode curse? Well, you know what they say, like when people normally drop podcasts, they usually stall at seven. So really? yeah, they stall at seven, not, you know, many people who are consistent get past seven. So once you get past seven, that's pretty good. So we're at okay. nine. Drop applause. <laughs> Drop applause right here. Okay. Yeah. I'll put the hip ups. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're doing pretty, pretty good. So I'm proud of us. And yes. So before we wrap, Bobby, is there anything you want to throw out there? Um, I just want to say, Nikki, we love you. I missed your nicks and giggles today. So right. hopefully we have some double nicks and giggles for our Big Ten episode. We need to really call it that because I really love that. Yes, the Big Ten. Um, and Keem, thank you so much for pouring into me and celebrating me. I really appreciate of it. Of course, always. A great friend. Always. And I love you so much. I love you more. I love you more. All righty. So on that note, we'll talk to you guys the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, sir.